Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. You have just eaten well all day and had a good dinner. You're full, but you're not satisfied. You want something more. And plans start formulating in your mind about what you're going to get and how you're going to get it. As you tidy up after your dinner, you smuggle a few biscuits into your pocket. And when you get a moment of privacy, you secretly sneak them into your mouth. You're ashamed to eat openly because you think the amount you want to eat isn't socially acceptable. When the biscuits are gone, you go to the cupboard with a teaspoon and start eating mouthfuls of Nutella from the jar. Then you start on the box of celebrations. I would suggest at that point, Fawn Fawn Clark, one has a problem with food. Good morning. Good morning, PJ. Good morning. Yeah, that's a very very descriptive opening. I mean, I I (laughs) straight away, I'm the kind of person who, who, I do have the couple of biscuits at night that I know I shouldn't have, but I'm streets and yards behind that. That, that's a, that's an unhealthy relation, particularly if you're hiding the biscuits. Yeah, it is. And I think, um, you know, that's what comes from, um, um, I suppose, well, from my own experiences, you know, dieting and then, um, I, you know, most diets come from, you know, this feeling of um, lack, I'm not enough. They don't last because it's all about willpower. And inevitably, the diet fails and we go back to eating or, or and, and usually a binge eating because it's a sort of a rebound from the restriction of a diet. And then there comes this shame of the amount that we want to eat. And maybe it's more of a female thing. <clears throat> Probably is. Most of my clients are female. Um, but that... Um, the shame and the secrecy um, then feeds it and it just escalates, you know, um, but it, in, in a way it's, it's, you know, that it's the, that's the addictive eating, the addictive nature of food. Yeah. And, um, and the thing about food though, PJ, is that you have to eat. So somehow it's not like you can just put it down. So you need to build a relationship with food and, um, and any form of sort of restriction or denial or, um, <clears throat> Um, you know, willing yourself to eat less than you need to is just going to cause that rebound of wanting to eat in an out-of-control way. That's a point that's been made before. Like, one does not have to drink. One does not have to take drugs. One does not have to gamble, but one must eat. So that's a very difficult situation when, by the sounds of this description in your own past, would you describe yourself as a food addict? 
Well, definitely, you know, like, um, you know, I suppose I I don't really want to use labels that turn people off, but I definitely had a problem with food. And if you want to call that food addiction or whatever, I don't mind. In my mind, it definitely was a food addiction, but I think some people are sort of terrified by the word addiction. Um, um, Sorry, I've lost lost my train of thought there. You're okay, because now now you've turned it all around and you're a nutritional therapist. Um, So how do you get from there to here? Yeah. Okay. Well, I think the first thing is to realize that that way of eating isn't working and accepting that um, this isn't sustainable, you know, and that the idea of using food in that way, like ultimately when, when, when we eat in that sort of way, we're looking for comfort from food. And, um, you know, we start by say it, it all starts with thinking that we're not okay as we are. So we go on a diet and then that diet, we can't, we can't maintain it. So then we overeat. And then that further compounds the idea that we're just not okay as we are, you know, and that comes from, you know, culture. It comes from, you know, society telling us that we're not, and and it's not just that it's our own sort of insecurities, um, you know, that most of us have that, you know, this fundamental feeling that we're not okay. So, so, how did I get from there to here? The first thing was that I had to accept that I had I had, I had a problem with food and the way I was eating wasn't working. And then I had to, um, I suppose, get get inquisitive about my relationship with food. What worked for me? What didn't work for me? And, you know, you said because it's food, it's a difficult relationship because you have to eat. But that's great as well because you still get to enjoy food. Like I really, really enjoy food. Mm. But it's tricky as well because you are, you know, you have to have that sort of awareness around you all the time, you know, and that once you've built up that habit, there is that memory in your, you know, it's like um, it's always there in the background. I suppose it's a bit like if you learn to play the piano, you've always got that there in your ability to play the piano somewhere. So if you've developed that habit of overeating, it's actually always there and you always have to live with it. So it's about coming to understand yourself, what works for you, what doesn't work for you, what what behaviours trigger, um, uh, uh, you know, craving for more, um, what brings peace. And, you know, fundamentally, it's about... Um, I suppose, you know, finding comfort in other ways other than eating, you know, and it's a journey. It's totally a journey and it's not an overnight matter. And it's, but it is funny enough, a a difficult relationship with, with food is actually a doorway into freedom. It's a, it, it forces us to stop and look at ourselves and slow down and go, okay, what the hell is going on with me? And, and that can be a doorway into great freedom. Mm. So it can be. It can be you you work with Helen O'Leary now. T- tell me about, a bit about Helen and how did you develop discover your food freedom? So Helen is a um, a, a psychotherapist and has worked in treatment centres, and um, she actually approached me and asked if we'd do a course together because um, I was coming from the nutrition background and she's the psychotherapy background, and um, and we we felt that you know, people needed more than just an hour consultation, which is what we offer and more of a course. So more of an intensive course. So, so discover your for freedom is a, is a course that we've offered. Um, and to give people to sort of immerse people in, in a solution to help them, um, establish new habits to help them understand what's driving them to eat, to help them see how they react to certain foods and how foods affect their brain chemistry and physiology and, 
so it's both a sort of a nutritional understanding of food plus a sort of psychological understanding of our relationship with food and what we're using it for and unraveling all of that. Like, so are there that certain was, foods that would trigger a bad habit, for example? Well, sugar, for example, or, or you know, most people, if they go to binge, they don't binge on cauliflower or broccoli. You know, yes. it's something with sugar in it, you know, and so... That, that triggers the reward system in our brain um, m- m- more than vegetables, say, or protein. And so, yeah, there definitely is an element of there's something in, in certain foods that triggers a craving for more. So if you eat, if anyone eats a lot of sugar, they don't really want to eat, at, you know, at, at meat and meat and veg and, and spuds dinner. They, they, they're wanting something more because that won't, you know, it won't... It won't give them enough pleasure after the sweets. So definitely certain foods are more addictive than others and cause more cravings than others. Mm. Now, more details on the course can be found at your website, formclark.com. Who is it aimed at? Um, anyone who feels that they have an issue with food, you know. I, you know, and, and, and people can struggle and they don't need to be nearly as bad as I was. Um, but they can just find that they're they're really frustrated by their inability to control their 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 eating, or you know, making many resolutions to stop overeating and not being able to achieve it, or else being obsessed with diets and their weight, and they're sick and tired of dieting and weight obsession and all the energy that goes into you know trying to stay at some number on the scales, you know. Um, people who want freedom from that, that obsession. Okay, all right. More information can be had at the website, uh, com or on Instagram, fawnclark, F-A-W-N, all one word, underscore nutrition, fawnclark, underscore nutrition. Good luck with it, Fawn. Thank you. Quartz 96 FM.